to the fourth mother box. It is the frayed ends of sanity. There is not any left out here in Central Florida. I can guarantee you that. But welcome into the fourth mother box. I am your co-host Tom Oakry, and joining me as always is Kyle Cosentino. Kyle, can you assure the listeners that you are not a a, a Chinese spy weather balloon out there, please? You know. I was just at the gym tonight, and I went to the gym after work, and I saw that on the, uh, you know, on the TV that they had in there, or the TVs that they had in there. I'm like, why is there a Chinese balloon flying over Missouri? And what the hell is in Missouri? There's like, I thought it was Montana. There's nothing. Uh, it was Missouri. Oh. Um, they, at least that's what the TV said. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I used to go to Missouri because my grandparents used to live there, and... There's there's nothing in Missouri. There's like just nothing. Like what are they doing? A bunch of libertarian pages I follow were talking about it being in Montana. I wonder if it moved to Missouri. Interesting. So the, it, those of you unaware, apparently there is a Chinese like a spy balloon that was over the United States, um, totally looking at us, checking it out, and, and, and of course we did nothing about it. So interesting week, interesting way to end the work week. I'll tell you that, Kyle. Some weird shit it's, going on. It's that's pretty ballsy because I feel like that's like a it's a balloon and it's in plain sight. So either they it's not China or maybe it's aliens or I don't know. See, it's, see now I like the way creepy. you think. Now I like the way you think, right? So everybody's all all real quick to call it a Chinese spy balloon, right? Like. What do we, and, and sure, call me crazy, but just because I'm not a hive mind thinker, you can kiss my ass. Like, truthfully, we could be fed lies of shit about this. This literally could be anything else but a Chinese, like, spy balloon. And, and I know it sounds funny, but that's literally what it is. Go look it up. It's a fucking balloon. It looks like a balloon attached to, like, a satellite. I don't know if... I, I don't... Yeah, like, I don't know what the hell's in there. I don't, I don't know if uh, President Pooh's up there. With his buddies Piglet and Eeyore. <laughs> Maybe Lumpy is up there. <laughs> Lumpy, yeah. Freak- he's, he's on a quest for his blue chews. Frequent quest. Uh, by the way, JediTalk.com slash blue chew. Or no, it's bluechew.com slash JediTalk. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, always got to plug that in. Um, so, uh, are you guys, you guys being sponsored by blue chews? We're trying. We try every day. We're definitely not sponsored by Disney, that's for sure. Um, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, because they keep telling you. And now us, uh, we're getting flagged too, right? We did. Eminem doesn't like that we used one of his songs. I- I've been doing music in the ba- background for well over a year now, and nobody's bitched or Anchor, who's the podcast host we use, has come at me except for when we used Without Me by Eminem. So Marshall Mathers is crying over there on the 8 Mile. I don't get it. Uh, sounds like he's losing himself. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. <laughs> going to be one of those nights right it's going to get worse folks yeah it's, it's going to get worse it's, it's going to be one of those nights for sure yeah we're hit, sitting here recording on a friday night so um if you're a listener to jedi talk the episode hasn't come out yet so i'll make the official announcement on jedi and uh fourth mother box but um <laughs> i'm doing tron oh no i'm not talking about that um <laughs> i don't know if you were laughing about something i think you were um i'm not making that announcement yet um we're doing tron next week on Wednesday by Hookler Crook, um, Brad, Evan, and I um, have an opportunity to do Tron. So 
next episode, I'll be able to talk about how short the ride is and how underwhelmed I was. No, just kidding. I don't know what to expect out of this. It's like the um, the Snow White, the the Seven Doors Mine Train ride, or whatever the fuck it is. What's that ride called? Seven, Seven Doors Mine Train. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the shortest. It's the shortest ride ever. Oh yeah, it's short as hell. It's 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 very Seven Doors Mine Train is incredibly underwhelming. Like it's fun, but not worth the ninety to one hundred ten minute wait it normally is on like a weekend day at Magic Kingdom. That thing's almost ten years old. It's crazy. Like Tron's finally going to be the newest ride at the Magic Kingdom. So. Well, I, I it looks cool. I've seen I've seen videos and. It's you know it's always kind of disappointing when the ride is 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 short, like you know Guardians the Guardians ride is such a great ride for that because, you know not only is the queue amazing the ride you know it it's not a short ride it's not a long ride but it's not like a terribly short ride either so it's like right. it's just right I. Th- it is it's it's like I think it's one of the longest coasters I've ever been on I mean that and Velocicoaster are pretty long, Hagrid's is a long one too I mean we've got some really good length roller coasters and and yeah yeah tron i mean i I really don't know what to expect going into it with no expectations i think i'm gonna have a fun time right i'm not expecting this thing to be as long as guardians you just can't expect everything to be as long as that ride right there's gonna be some not limps along the way because they're two different attractions right this is in tomorrowland at magic kingdom so we should be good we should be good um kyle i don't know if you know but James Gunn dropped a video on the last day, finally, of January. Today is February the 3rd, so this was January the 31st, this past Tuesday. We finally have the news that he promised, and he sure waited to the 11th hour to drop it all on us, but we have a part of the first 8 to 10 years of the DC Universe, and that's entitled Gods and Monsters. Now, I want your initial thoughts, Kyle. I want, I want to hear from you first. But I want to go through everything that he announced on that video, too. So quick initial thoughts without going into too much of a deep thought. Because we're going to go of them one, one by one. So what were like your quick thoughts when you got done watching that? Um, annoyance. <laughs> I, I was a bit underwhelmed. I, I feel like he's focusing on characters that don't need to be focused on. Some some of which like we've never heard of, others we have, and have like really failed in the past. And then um, I don't know I don't know what to think. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I mean, I think I'm not I'm not saying that everything that he announced was bad. It just I I don't know. I, you know I'm you know I'm always going to be a little bit salty here. So yeah, I mean I will give the guy a chance. I will say that I'm going to give a guy an honest the an honest shake, but. Honest shaking the dick? I don't, Jesus. Yeah, honest shaking the dick. I will shake his dick. But, um, you heard it here first. Kyle Cosentino, 36 years old, yeah, is going to shake James Gunn's dick. That's going to be the name of the episode. Kyle shakes James' dick. James Gunn's dick. All right. All right, All right, Ginger Spice. Let's let's get back on track. Oh, you're coming at me using all those old jokes again. But here he goes. Yeah, you and Brad, you and Brad think you guys are like innovative. Like every no. week, you 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 spit out the same mother joke. No, we don't. We come up with something new. You gave us Matilda no, last week. Deliver this it. week, Kyle. We that, still have lots of hours it. left. It's Friday night. We don't got to get up for work it. tomorrow. You guys, 
you guys put in no thought whatsoever. It's just like you guys are either really drunk and high and you just think anything is funny. It's like, Kyle likes pineapples and that makes him stupid. <laughs> like that's that's the level of stupidity that, that comes out of you too. So, Do you know why we don't put any thought um, to him? Because you were with your mother. Oh, yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. Even Mike Norad could could come up with something better, and that's and that's just sad. You and I so, both know that's wrong. You and I both. Know yeah. That's well, wrong. he he, he uh, routinely falls off the turnbuckle, and it's hilarious. So I've heard. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. Yeah. He's got some videos out there. Maybe we can find him falling off he, the turnbuckle. He, if not, Mike, you should do it next time. He probably does. He probably does. <laughs> I know somebody amazing... distracts him in the audience with a with a. Uh, you know, peppermint frosty, and then he falls. <laughs> Hold he, on, he I'm falls give, down. I'm gonna give Mike's Mike's um, current uh, shenanigans a, a, a press here, real quick. Let's see what he's doing. I want to see what he said. Okay, I know he shared a video. I'm trying to look where his next match is gonna be. He's feuding with some dude over the Chicago Land title. Mike, where the hell are you wrestling next? I'm sitting here trying to fucking promote you. All right, Cupid's Carnage. It looks like it is. Kyle, you better go to this. <laughs> um. I don't know what the fucking day it is. Jesus Christ. Just go to Mike Norrott's page. See, I was trying to promote Mike and see what happens. Going on his Facebook page. I could have been lost there forever looking at shared wrestling posts. So, Kyle, you should go throw Frosties at Mike at his wrestling show. For me. Remember, uh, I am I loved being the, the uh, asshole fan in the crowd. Remember when you wrestled in that backyard and, and it, was you, it was you and Chris X? Yeah. Um, it was you and Chris X, and I just kept yelling, uh, you know, Ginger jokes and hot mother jokes, and it was hilarious. Whose backyard? I mean, because I wrestled I don't Chris really a know lot. That I remember it was like I think 2012, somewhere around there, oh, or um, not? Um, yeah, 2012. So it it was like somebody's backyard, but they had like like a cage up. It was it was a pretty big deal. Yeah, but, I, I've wrestled in a cage a few times. Um, I can't fucking remember. I've wrestled Chris so much. Chris McElroy, a uh, really good friend, friend of ours. I haven't spoken to Chris in a while. But outside of him, you know, like messaging him, you know, once in a while. Um, hope to see him next time I'm in Chicago or if he ever makes it out to Florida. But we did backyard wrestle a bunch, and um, Chris conceptualized this match real quick. Crazy backyard wrestling story called Murder by Numbers. And the way you won, like you had to get to a certain number, let's say like 25, and like... A, if you put somebody through a table, that's three points. If you, you know, hit them with a kendo stick in the back, that's like two points. And then if you put them on thumbtacks, that's five points. And then he came up with this, or he stole this from somebody. It's called a crucifixion, where you basically had your hands tied within the ropes of the ring, and you get hit with a steel chair. We were idiots, <laughs> but that it was a lot of fucking fun. I mean, yeah, are you uh, are you still feeling anything from uh, those days? I think I am. Every now and again, I feel a little crick in the in the back, or you know, a little sore. Where like, I'm like, why the hell am I sore there? It's like, oh yeah, because I used to do hood rat shit in backyard wrestling. But it's, I'm good. I'm good. It was worth it. All right, let's uh, let's dig into some James Gunn. Yeah. So you you give your quick what do you thoughts. Have to say? Yeah, you give your quick thoughts. My quick thoughts are. Um, truly one of optimism right like i watched the video with 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 an open mind um and like i feel like i i'm not forcing myself to be optimistic with this after watching this i just feel like i have to be because these these are my favorite comic book characters 
right? And I truly did anticipate these types of announcements where we're going to get media from characters that we're really not familiar with. Um, so let's just start here from from the video itself. It's it's like a six minute video. Uh, go to YouTube, you know, search under DC's page. Or James Gunn, just type that in. I'm sure that's the first video that's going to come up. Or go to Instagram. It's on James Gunn's Instagram. It's on Facebook. It's everywhere if you haven't watched it yet. But the first thing he came out and said, Kyle, was like, all of this is going to be connected. Like the films, the animations, the games. Um, and they're going to be voiced and played by the same actors. Like, that's awesome. I really that, like that. That's a, that is a step in the right direction. I, I will give him that. I think... They, this is what they really should have focused on in the first place. And I think, you know, legitimately they were trying to do that, but then it just kind of went out uh, off the rails a bit. Yeah. So this is, this is good. I don't know about the, you know, I could see the movies obviously being, you know, consistent and maybe the animated movies being consistent, but like, I don't know if that means video games too. He said video games. Um, I watched the video. He said I, games. I don't know how that makes sense, though, because video games take a fucking long time to make. They really do. I mean, take Spider-Man, Spider-Man PS4. That came out in 2018, I believe. And we're going to get the next one, uh, Spider-Man 2, this year. I think I don't know the exact date, but we're getting it at some point this year. So four or five years. Uh, yeah, and you know, and it's all video games now are infamous for delays. Survivor did so, it. So April twenty eighth. Survivor did. Yeah, that was twenty nineteen. Survivor uh, Jedi Fallen Order, right? Yep, yep. It came out in November twenty nineteen. So we'll we'll say average it around four, maybe five years. Yeah, Survivor That's actually even game. even with the pushback to April twenty eighth, that's still pretty good for a video game sequel. I mean, not like Arkham and, doing it every two years, but that, that's pretty good for, for today's times. I, and I don't know how that would make sense, too, because they have a Wonder Woman game coming out, and that was long before... That was announced long before James Gunn took over, so I don't know if that's... Like it's scrapped, or that might be Elseworlds. Maybe it's Elseworlds, but what are they going to do? Because they can't just, like... If he has like just a 10-year plan, it, that's going to be hard to put out all these video games i mean marvel ha hasn't done that which i don't know why i still feel like i don't get why marvel didn't really capitalize on the video game industry I mean, you take games like gta 5 or uncharted or you know the last of us these are games that like make a billion dollars in like you know a you know i think it was um i think it was gta it made a billion dollars in like a day or something like that a fucking day that's intense. you know and and even still, that game is still cleaning up, and, and that game came out a long time ago. So I don't know why they didn't do that, because these characters just, they would lend themselves so well to the video game platform. And instead, we get Avengers, you know, PS4, which was fucking god-awful. So hey, That was so bad. Um, was that PS4 or 5? It came out on PS4, and then they made a PS5 edition, and, you know, nobody cares. I felt like I got... Because <laughs> I bought that... Man, I was so into that. That was right before our <clears throat> um, September 2020 trip to Disney, right? Like, after they reopened, after the pandy-wandy? That was 2020, yeah. yeah. Avengers PS4 came 2020. I remember that, because I was playing that before we left, and 
I was so into that game, and then when you started doing the same mission over and over again, I just threw up in my mouth and hated it ever since. You're, you're right. Marvel just can't get it right with the with the video games. There's there's kind of one thing I I, I do want to say, and I want to like make make sure people know this at least of my thoughts. Right? I know I've said in the past, don't Marvel my DC, and I still feel that way. But I have to keep this, you know, type of optimism. I've thought about this, you know, since James Gunn took over and the video he gave us, and I'm and I'm truly trying to separate him from what I think the cookie cutter Marvel franchise looks like now. Um, but, you know, because James Gunn isn't Kevin Feige; those are two different people. And now James Gunn isn't Kevin Feige's spot, albeit in DC, and he's got Peter Safran as co-CEO. Um, speaking of which. Kyle, I'm gonna take a pivot, but 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 I just want to know, like, give James Gunn a fair shot. Like, if he starts to marvel this shit, then I'll call him right back out. But I just want the fair shot to be there. You know, if you look at the Suicide Squad and if you look at Peacemaker, maybe it's because those are rated R. Those might be a little marvel, but Peacemaker had some really good stuff there. So did the Suicide Squad. But um, Kyle, did you see what Peter Safran said about the Batgirl film? No, I didn't. What did he say? He said the movie was unreleasable on the big screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I think I read that, and I'm just like I, I just feel like I can't believe that. It was really so. more so like unre- unreleasable on the big screen, and like it it it, it meant to be like uh like like a short like kind of like a TV movie kind of deal. He he said it just didn't. Work well for big screen. It was meant for like smaller platforms, so they just didn't want to HBO, use the money on marketing. HBO Max that shit. But they HBO wanna, Max that shit. I know they want to put like they want to put like premiere shit on HBO. Oh, there's they put dumb shit on HBO all the time. Well, so yeah, like, well, I mean, this is Batgirl's just truly you can lump it in with the casualty of you know the quote unquote James Gunn replacements, but. Um, let's let's give a little little credit here to James Gunn. You know, he did specifically state they dicked Henry Cavill around, and he was talking about the former regime. Um, so you so, say you know, I'm not gonna place blame on on Gunn for that, but I still do blame Walter Hamada and all the other dicks at Warner Brothers who aren't there anymore for really fucking Henry around and lying to him. You know. I, there's just something that I feel in about about this though is that Henry Cavill has such a following as Superman and and The Witcher for that matter and people are so fucking upset about this. I I just can't imagine they won't use him in some way. Maybe not now, but in the future. You know, because like to waste that, you know, it's like maybe have him as like a Kingdom Come Superman where he's a bit older. Or something like that. Yeah. Have him come back some capacity for multiverse reasons. That was exactly my plan. Yeah, I want a Christ on Infinite Earth. You know, like Kingdom Come with Henry Cavill as that Superman is perfect. Let's do it. Or, or you know what? Put his ass on HBO Max and give him a TV show. Like you know, give him like a, a small limited series. You know, give him the Disney Plus treatment like they do for like the like Mandalorian or something like that. Like, we want to see his story. I like, I always have said that I am a fan of finishing what you start, right? And maybe they can't finish Zack Snyder's vision, but finish his story. I make sure you to know, finish we want to vision every night, yeah. So I'm agreeing. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> okay, fuck off. 
<laughs> Go on. Um. <laughs> anyway, finishing what you start, and Henry Cavill didn't get a fair shake. And uh, I, I'm actually really eager to see what happens with The Witcher season four. Season three is going to come out this year. I don't know when it, at what point. I think it's, it's the summer, and people will probably watch the shit out of it. And then season four is going to come out, and I think it's just going to plots. And it, you know, that's silly. Even if Netflix is around, uh, because right. you know, it seems like they're uh, taking some some extreme steps and want people to. Uh, you know, stop password sharing and check in with a a, a Wi-Fi, which is just all you, broke, which is just insane. All you broke ass thirty year old millennials who can't afford a Netflix account about to get booted off your parents. Uh, I I share my parents' and Netflix you, account, I but you knew know what? You fucking did. <laughs> but I I let them. Sh- I should I share my Disney Plus with them, so it's like it's a trade off. Whatever. <laughs> That's so funny to me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have lost Tom. No, you haven't. I'm as here as Tom, Tom, Tom is one of those guys. He just makes jokes, and then he's the only one that laughs. <laughs> and then he gets his like he gets Brad to laugh, which which is really nothing. Like it's that's like no one important laughing. So okay, thanks, Kyle's mom. You got roasted by a fucking Halcyon actor. I'm I'm actually jealous of that. Like that's that's like a canon Star Wars character made a mom joke at your expense. Like I fucking love it. That's... Did you guys lick his taint like on on the way out when he was done after the episode? And how long did that take? Like how long did you guys spend down there? Did you take turns? Yeah, uh, about two and a half hours full. I used grape jelly, apricot for Evan. Ah, Brad went clean. Ah, wow, <laughs> full on clean. I'm not surprised. Anyway, let's get back and talking about all the things that James Gunn has announced. Yes. Okay? So we could, we could talk about your mother later on. Okay. We, I know everybody wants to hear that, but let's talk about the important stuff. You're a sure so. <laughs> you're a sure so. You have a short torso. Joe Gatto hates you. What? So uh, let's go into the Elseworlds part because. This is where the beloved Matt Reeves Batman universe sits, Todd Phillips' Joker, Teen Titans Go, and Superman and Lois. So, um, speaking of Superman and Lois, I want to start there. I, I unfortunately have not been keeping up with it, but it's on the CW, so like I knew I'd lose interest the further it got down into the series. Um, I don't know if you're keeping up with it, Kyle, but, but Superman and Lois will only last as long as... Is there he? Because right now he's the only Superman, right? And then by the time we get to Superman Legacy, which we'll talk about in a second, I think Superman and Lois are just doomed to be over with by then. I yeah, I don't see it, it progressing that much further. Um, it's it started off really well, but then it just it kind of went CW. Like I don't know why all these shows went this way they all started amazingly in most cases some just like were just terrible from the start but then they just like stopped caring about it like because if you go back and watch like the first couple seasons of arrow there was some quality television even the flash as well but now it's it's just so bad it's so bad so we don't have to like pay attention to it because 
of how bad it is. Yeah, and it's Elseworlds, and Teen Titans Go is like a preteen show. I think it's hilarious every time I get a chance to watch it. I watched a lot of it in Paris. That was like the only approved media by the uh, socialist France regime there. Um, and then the joke. Did you use a VPN? No, no. It, it was. Oh, it VPN would have uh, got you around that. Yeah, no, that's true. It was. Um, it was a TV uh, in in Disneyland Paris. So I, I I really didn't want to fuck around with anything else. I just I I, I connected to the Wi-Fi and fired up Disney Plus, which had like a bunch of different offerings. On it, like the fucking Kardashians were on it. <laughs> it was so weird to see on Disney Why? Plus. I don't know. It was just like Hulu and Disney Plus merged into one. It's crazy. So, um, the Elseworlds, we got. Ah, uh, shit. I meant to get this date, but we know an official sequel title for sequel to the Batman, which came out in 2022. The Batman. Ready for this? Part two. Not kidding. That's that's what it's called. I don't care about that. Um, you know, it's it is what it is. Um, but they are. Is that is that the actual title? It is. Like yeah. that's what they're going with. Yep. Well, I guess that's not the worst. No. But it's just not that creative. I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, what? I mean, what? You go with Batman City of Shadows? You know, something like that, or Batman Gotham's? Not Gotham's Reckoning. That's Dark Knight Rises. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I can really appreciate a title, you know, like the Dark Knight. I mean, obviously, that's that's what we've referred to as Batman. But sometimes, like, you know, it is about a title, right? I don't I don't I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, the movie's good. It's good. Maybe and maybe that might change because it looks like it's 2025. We're getting the Batman two. October 3rd, so. 2025, October 10-3, 2025. Now. The Penguin will come out before then. I don't know when. I didn't see any news about that, but I know that's that's obviously going to come out before this next Batman movie. So, we're excited for it. Um, we're going to get the Joker sequel before then with the Lady Gaga, Harley Quinn, and this musical, which I'm, I'm still like, all right, all right, we'll see. We'll see, but those are all Elseworlds, so I'm glad that we have some you know, division here, right? I'm glad that we have some clear direction, right? At least there's DCU, and it's going to be connected with everything else except for the the Elseworlds movies. And I'm glad that they kept these, because I wish this is something Marvel did. It's like make some Elseworld-type movies that's not connected to canon. It's okay to do that. The Joker's fantastic. It doesn't need to be in your you know, typical DCU connectivity. You know, the same with the Batman. I get why that has to stand on its own. The Batman can handle its own universe. Any Batman can. Unless it has nipples. But with that being Agreed. said... Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> with that being said, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, for everything being connected, looking forward to it. So we move into what we're going to get our... I have one, two, three, four movies, Kyle, before like... Kind of like the spark of what they're dubbing gods and monsters are to start. So this is basically what's left of the current DC Extended Universe that was started by our Lord and Savior, Zack Snyder. So we have Shazam 2 that's coming out next month, March 17th, I believe. Um, 
And James Gunn mentioned that this was like Shazam's always been carved out his own corner in the DCEU, which is true. He's made, you know, Superman has made an appearance in that movie, albeit no head, but he's still made an appearance. And spoiler alert, even though Fourth Motherbox has been calling it, um, Wonder Woman's arms were seen in a Japan TV spot for Shazam 2. So I'm glad that they're not cutting that out of that movie. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, me too. Um, it they've also said that the Flash is going to reset this universe, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. a, it's it is has been confirmed, which is actually like as much as that is like obnoxious that they are rebooting the universe. It is kind of an interesting thing that you haven't seen before. You already have an established universe, and they're just going to re. They're just going to like you know, make a massive shift where they change everything, which is kind of an interesting plot device. I mean, it's not the worst thing. I mean, I don't think Ezra Miller should continue as the flash. I mean, I think this movie, I think this movie will be successful. I think it will be, but I just, I don't want to see Ezra Miller continue as the flash given everything that, you know, he's gone through or like everything that's come out. I just, I feel like it's, I, it's, I don't think at this point he's going to get acquitted or anything like that. Or No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's so, got to go. Yeah, I agree. He has to go. But but you're right. You know, Shazam 2 will lead into the Flash. And the Flash resets the universe. So it's a, definitely a Flashpoint Paradox movie. We've known this can I for say, years. And can I say, too, for the people out there that keep saying bring Grant Gustin into this unit, into the movies, and have him be the Flash? No, no, we don't need to see any more of him. He had he was on the CW for nine seasons, and that we don't need to see any more of that. As a matter of fact, we didn't need to see like seventy five percent of that because it was terrible. So stop saying it. I agree, <laughs> wholeheartedly. Go agree on there. Um, so 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 the Flash. So what what are your true expectations of this movie? Like I believe it's going to be a success as well. Because I think all the people who maybe James Gunn pulled over into the DC scope of things because he has his success with Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe that, you know, it'll be successful from that. And obviously, I'm going to see it. It's it's going to be a little bit of a somber event because this will truthfully be the end of the Snyderverse, right? You know, what was ripped away Whatever. from Zack Snyder and turned into this. But th- this is it. What they need to do to make this movie successful, they just need to do one thing. Can put I guess what you're going to say? Michael, what? I, I thought you were going to say put, put make make Christian Bale do a cameo as Batman. Well, I think that would... Don't put that in the trailer. I mean, that would be certainly fucking amazing if they did that. But put Michael Keaton in the, in the trailer. Let people know that he's in it because we all know that he's in it. But maybe some of the... People who aren't as insane and obsessed like we are, they might not know that. And that's nostalgia right there. Right. That's like, that's what put people and put butts in seats in the theater for Spider-Man, um, you know, No Way Home. Well, not that they really marketed that, but that was word of mouth. And that's what made that movie blow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So people will go see, you know, will go see that because of Mike, Michael Keaton. They they probably won't even give a shit about the flat or like what Ezra Miller has done. So thank God I had a Metallica show to distract me from social media 
the day that movie released because Kyle and I saw it the day after it released and like avoiding spoilers was like dodging bullets here and there. Fucking wild. So yeah, that was that was very difficult. I mean, we kind of all knew again that what was going to happen, but I'm glad uh, we we uh, dodged that bullet. Mm-hmm. So the Flash is going to be a big old event as it resets the universe, right? Um, I I here's what I want. I, I I at this point the cohesive story telling here, the Flashpoint paradox is easy to tell, right? It's truthfully, I don't know if they're going to have the reverse Flash in this movie. They haven't promoted it at all. They've, they've promoted like a dark Flash, like like a second Barry Allen. So I'm going to assume this dark Barry Allen is from the future, a la like reverse Flash is. Or it's the same, yeah, yeah, he has to be from the future. So he figures out times, time, you know, a travel, which the Flash does always. And I'm going to assume that Flash figures out to go back into time because it's the Flashpoint Paradox to save his mother. So his mother doesn't die, and then he never gets his powers, so like his life is all different. He can't help, and I'm assuming that's where Batman, and he's going to meet Batman. I, I, I just want this movie unapologetically packed with cameos of our beloved characters before they go away. That's it. Yeah, they better fucking put Henry Cavill back in the goddamn film. Yeah. Give put him a back in there. Give him a send-off. How dare they? How dare they? They Like, what did this man do to piss off the studio so much? They can't give him a send-off, like a proper send-off? I mean, for fuck's sake, he's a fan favorite. And they're just going to do him like that? That's just bullshit. Yep. Teased him. Dickhead. Teased us. Teased us with the end of Black Adam. They dicked God, the I hate too. Oh my god, yeah. I hate WB. Like, what a piece of shit studio. What a fucking piece of shit studio. I don't know how they got did all the Harry Potter films and didn't mess it up. I mean, some people might be upset about the way they did certain things in the movies, but by and large, those movies were amazing and very, very successful. They were done really well. Um, I don't know what the hell happened here. They're, they're all like smoke and crack at WB. Like, just what the fuck. What Warner be doing is what WB stands for. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's it's James Gunn made a comment about, and you know it's great to hear now, right? You know after what they did to Snyder, but James had to say this. He like he believes in the unique creative visions of each director. So I like that. I hope we keep that theme because the MCU eventually got to a point where it was all the same thing. Outside of like the Avengers movies, everything else yeah, is just the same I don't, damn thing. I think uh, many people have MCU fatigue. I think Spider-Man: No Way Home was the like one of the last big Marvel movies that you know it will uh, generate a lot of buzz and people will be talking about it. I just don't see a lot of that going forward. You know, it's like. When it started in 2008, this was this start really kicked things off in the superhero movie genre, and every movie seemed like such a big event. But now it just kind of like seems like it's just something to go see the, uh, at the movie theater. And speaking of that, by the way, I I uh, was talking with a guy for, at work today, and he asked me if I saw Avatar, and I'm like, no, I haven't seen that. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, it was too long, and it was a lot like the first one, but the visuals were great. And I'm like. That's what I, I feel saying. like this is 
that's the that's what everybody has said. Like, so how did this make two billion dollars? This remains to be seen. James Cameron just keeps buying like thousands of tickets every single day on his. I swear, I got. I swear that's probably what happened. Something like that happened, or they manipulated the numbers. But I mean, like, I don't know what they get by man- manipulating them, right? Like, you're going to report that much money you're, that you've made on a movie. Your shareholders are going to want to see the returns of it. So, I don't know. Seems weird, you know. They keep mentioning because there's like four more movies coming out now i mean avatar coming out doesn't affect me in any way i'm choosing not to see it and it doesn't impact me who goes to see it and i hope all every person who contributed to making over those two billion or whatever it's made thus far had a good time but i'm just to, just to agree with kyle i don't see any praise for this damn thing out there i mean here's a here's another thing like if you go and galaxy's edge or maybe just you know some random store like target you're gonna see somebody with like a star wars shirt or a marvel shirt or a dc shirt right you'll see these things all over the place when have you seen anybody with any sort of apparel of avatar or at an action figure i mean is there an avatar podcast probably not (laughs) so this is again is the biggest mystery in cinema history like how is this so popular and yet it has nothing? Nobody's talking about it. There's no buzz, you know? Like it's 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 so crazy. There aren't even people walking through Pandora at Animal Kingdom with Avatar shirts on. <laughs> Truthfully. I mean, think about this. Think about this. People have been waiting since the 70s for the OG Star Wars characters to return and when they did, that movie made a massive amount of money, but it didn't beat Avatar. How the fuck does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Like, like I mean, but 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 I guess Star Wars isn't for everybody. I mean, like maybe maybe Avatar yes. is what. <laughs> well, well, but maybe Avatar except for except for Rogue One <laughs> and Andor. <laughs> Go on. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to call you out on this too because I did the same thing to Butt Buddy Brad and and Evans Evanescence number one fan over there. So you all he keep Evanescence. probably. I mean, somebody of his stature, of course. I mean, he cries at happily ever after, and when he hears DJ Rex doing stuff, um, he uh, does stuff to DJ. Rex. Yes, yeah. Evan Evan does butt stuff with DJ Rex all the time. So oh wow, yeah. When August closes down. And he, he's like, I'm going to go lube, lube him up. And Evan means that literally and figuratively. Um, so so he, uh, Evan likes Star Wars robots and, and Brad likes dinosaur robots. Yep. Got it. It's about right. It's about right. Guys are, uh, you guys are a colorful bunch over there on Jedi Talk. All right. Hey, listen, shut up for a second. So <laughs> and or and or you, Brad and Evan. The Golden Girls over there. Uh, Try well, to like always bring Andor up. Andor is living in your guys' heads rent fucking free because you guys will not really. shut. Uh, yes, it is. You will not. You will net. You always I bring don't it think up. About, you always bring it up. Yes, you do. You think it's about Star it. It Wars worst? No, it's it, not. It is Star. It is the absolute worst piece uh, of shit that I've ever seen. No, it's not. 
Visions are actually like, attacking the clones and Visions is way fucking worse than this. You fucking troglodyte okay, douchebag Han Solo okay, stick sucking see. dildo fuck. <laughs> I didn't see Visions, but I didn't want to see Visions because they that just just doesn't work for anyone. Don't worry, I saw it for the both of us, and it's it's. I wish I had my time back for that. Yeah. I'm just not into anime. Okay. I, I don't. So maybe we could just say, and maybe Andor is a little bit better than Visions. I don't know, but it's a lot better than it's, Visions. It's like watching paint dry for like twenty hours straight. Like, Tyranny requires constant effort; it breaks, it leaks. Oppression is the mask of fear. The best, one of the best fucking lines ever come out of Star Wars. Okay, I don't care. Let's move on. Like I moved on to your mother, Oliver. We're back. So after the Flash, we get. Uh, and it resets everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're walking into it. You're, you're just like 0 for 12 tonight, man. Um, you're just saying things. They just don't make sense. Like, you're... It's... Whatever. So, Blue Beetle. All right. So, the Jamie Reyes Blue Beetle, who debuted in 2006. So, um, I do see people excited about this movie. Um, I truthfully don't know a bunch about Blue Beetle, this Jamie Reyes. Um... I know he made his first appearance in Infinite Crisis number three in February 2006. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to read you the research that I did, have done on him. Jimmy Reyes is the third character to assume the mantle of Blue Beetle, but is substantially different from its predecessors. Introduced in 1939, the original Blue Beetle, Dan Garrett, was a Fox Comics police officer, so not even DC. Um, DC's introduction to Jamie Reyes, who the one we're going to get in this movie... In 2006, retconned and expanded upon the Blue Beetle mythos. So it's like this is the official one now. So he's revealed to be of alien in origin. The Scarab bonds with Reyes and provides him with a suit of extraterrestrial armor shortly after Cord's death. Um, I think Cord was the other Blue Beetle. Yeah. So um, this could be interesting. You know, I, I mean, I mean, it could be interesting, right? It's 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 an interesting story, right? Um, and it's it's kind of like a preview to what's coming for for this. What do you, what do you think about Blue Beetle, Kyle? I don't know. I I was never super into Teen Titans, and um, I, I mean, you know, I'm I know Ben Affleck is in it as Batman, so that's definitely got my interest. I mean, I was never not going to see this movie, so I, I look forward to being like surprised and and getting to know more about this character because I don't. I mean, I've only seen him in some of the animated. Uh, movies and then um in young justice so we'll see what happens yeah yeah i'm 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 po- positive about this one but we'll see and then the one movie because because james gunn did say it's not like a full reset you know some people will stay and some people will go all that basically meant was have the cavill and Affleck are done that's all that fucking meant um so whatever, you know, he'll keep his wife as Harcourt and John Cena as Peacemaker and all that bullshit. Because you got, you know, damn well Margot Robbie's coming back as Harley Quinn. They wouldn't cut ties with that. That's why they're not cutting ties with Gal Gadot. They shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't either. They, should. they shouldn't either. So, so I, that's that's good. I mean, all that's good. But, you know, they, they left out the most important person. And so... Two more important people. I mean... I felt. I mean, we got a pretty decent arc out of Batman, but it, it, there was there was more to see there. Especially, we with, needed to see that Batman uh, Deathstroke movie. I mean, that. Oh, yeah. I know. I read about like 
people Ben Affleck struggling to write a script for that. I'm like, oh come on, that script writes itself. Seriously, it fucking does. All right. Speaking of Batman's continuation in Snyder's verse, you and I have actually never talked. I don't know if you finished watching that um, like animation of the storyboards. So I we talked about this on Fourth Motherbox before, but Zack Snyder released you know the storyboards for the story he had. That was the continuation of the Justice League story that we saw in Zack Snyder's Justice League. It was like a part two and part three. It was the continuation and the completion of that Justice League story arc. And I think I want to spend an episode to break it down because I want to watch it again. But there's some tremendous shit in there that we never got to see. Like the way they used Superman and Lois Lane and Batman. Like Snyder had this shit figured out. Like... I'm not going into details because I want to watch it again, but like Lois was pregnant with Bruce Wayne's kid because this was when Superman was, you know, dead and off, you know, away from Lois. And then like there were two timelines that we saw. Like the first one that we saw saw Superman knowing that um um Lois Lane was pregnant, so he's like, Oh man, why didn't you tell me about you being pregnant and then Lois dies and Superman goes rogue which we saw Bruce Wayne having nightmares in Zack Snyder's Justice League and Batman vs Superman and then the crazy part is the next thing we saw we realize and we find out that when Flash and Batman vs Superman is talking to Bruce like that happens in the, in the story what happens in the movies the Flash goes back in time this is the only way to save them they go back in time and he tells him, it's Lois, she's the key, she's the key. And Bruce looks at it and thinks to, or, or he tells like the Flash to tell him something different. And he tells Bruce, and then you find out that, you know, Lois is pregnant with Bruce Wayne's kid. And then Bruce knows, and he steps in front of Superman. It's, it, it's all crazy, Kyle. It, did you ever watch the rest of that? I, I remember, I think I got through most of it. But uh, it, was, it was definitely interesting. I I kind of didn't like the whole like get rid of like the um Bruce Wayne Batman and have somebody else take over. I hate that. Like I just I do. Like I don't want Nightwing as Batman. I don't want Damian Wayne as Batman. I only want Bruce Wayne as Batman. But it was his like kid. it just, it was his he was blood kid with Lois Lane. I don't care. I don't want that. I just You're fucking nuts. If they do that if they do that with the Brave and the Bold, I don't know what's what's going to become of this, but I think it's an interesting right. story arc because we've never, we, yeah, we never, we've never seen a Batman story like this. So this is a good step because it's, it's a do, new, fresh, interesting kind yeah. of story. So I just don't want it to be like Damian Wayne, like at, at the for, forefront, like people want want to see Batman and we've been kind of been dicked around for the past couple of years. Like give us, Give us Batman and and make a Court of Owls storyline, goddammit. It's coming in Matt Reeves' universe. Don't worry about it. Although, I do have... I an, hope so. I do have I a I really thought, hope yeah, so. Yeah, I do have a thought when we get to Brave and the Bold. But Aquaman 2, this is the movie that's, that's kind of like, where the hell does this fit in all this universe? I'm really confused with what they're fucking doing. Like, I think ben, I think there's... Like, Jason Momoa has teased he filmed multiple scenes with different Batman. So, so Batman's going to be in here, too. It's It's like... Like these, these four films, Shazam 2, The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman 2 are kind of like this preview to Gods and Monsters, which officially starts with a TV 
show that's animated that James Gunn is writing called Creature Commandos. So I will be, I would happy to admit that I know absolutely nothing about Creature Commandos. It sounds like the Howling Commandos from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I don't know what this is, what this is, but um, I don't care about it yet, and I'm not sure if I will. So here, same thing me, with. Uh, let me give ahead. you, go yeah, ahead. yeah. Let me give you just a little punch of what I, you know, looked up on them because I don't know. And yeah, right now I'm kind of like, I'll watch it, but I'm like, Ugh. Creature Commandos are. DC Comics team of military superhumans originally set in World War II. The original team was introduced in Weird World, Weird War Tales 93 in November 1980, created by J.M. DeMattis and Pat Broderick. The team was composed of a human team leader, a werewolf, a vampire, a Frankenstein's monster, and a Gorgon. What's a Gorgon? A Gor- that's, that's exactly like what the Howling Commandos are. Oh, yeah. I don't know who, who pirated who, but like Interesting. I would like to see who, which came out first. So, uh, but the, like it's, they came out in nineteen eighty. Like, it was called the Howling Commandos. Yeah. Oh, let's see, Howling Commandos of. Uh, oh, Marvel did it first by like several years, like sixteen years. And it, it said like it says the first group of Howling Commandos. Formed in World War Two, so it's like, what the fuck are they doing? Jesus Christ! You know, <laughs> has Nick Fury? Let's see who's in this. Okay, so uh, there's werewolf, vampire, uh, mummy, Frankenstein, gorilla man. Wow, and a, and a zombie. That's that was Nick Fury's Howling Commandos. There's All a couple right. different iterations. All right, so. Um, yeah, I, I feel like this is like a cut and paste kind of deal. Whatever. I mean, the characters have been around, so, I mean, we'll see. I'll take a look at it. But then we get a TV live-action series called Waller. Viola Davis, or Viola Davis is one of the ones keeping her job as Amanda Waller, and I'm completely fine with that. She does a good job. Um, but this is a like a, like a live-action, so I've actually... I have screenshots of what the official DC page said about all of these, and I'd like to read them, please. So, Waller, um, starring Viola Davis, the series features Team Peacemaker. We all knew Peacemaker was sticking around because of James Gunn. He should... Yeah, whatever. It will be written by Crystal Henry, who's done Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver Carver of Supernatural. Uh, get to know Amanda Waller in the link above. So it's a TV show about Amanda Waller and Team Peacemaker. So like Suicide Squad stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm there for that. I'm I'm excited about that. I don't know about you, Kyle. I mean, I am. I'm I'm, and I'm going to give it. You know, I I think the Peacemaker show was good, and I've said that before. And I like the characters on it. So, you know, more of that is fine. Um. You know, I, I can't help but call out the fact that, you know, we, we kind of saw this coming where, you know, some people just get a pass and get to, to get to stay, but then other people don't. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. So, yeah. I mean, even, even, you know, and I'll say this about Creature Commandos, like, if this is like a horror movie element, I don't know if it's like more of a comedy. I mean, I don't know what it's going to be, but that might be cool. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's all we know is it's animation, which I think will work for the Creature Commandos. So we'll see. And it, it it's it's all connected. So I'm I'm interested to hear about it. Um, so then after Waller, uh, James Gunn talked about what's coming after that is like the first official film of the DCU and what truly kicks it off. The movie called Superman Legacy, which James Gunn is writing, due to come out July 11th of 2025. Um, let's see what they shared about this. Superman Legacy, written by James Gunn, 7-11-2025, will focus on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. And the only question I have for that is, really, you couldn't do this with Henry Cavill? Really? Like, this isn't I like young yeah. Superman. This isn't growing up Clark Kent. And then you're going for a younger one. I... I, I I, I don't know. I don't know, man. They have the perfect excuse here because the Flash is resetting the universe, whereas Superman's story could change. You know? Yeah. Maybe things in Justice League didn't happen and Man of Steel didn't happen. It's different, okay? So that would have just lent itself perfectly. Like, come on. Just, it's bullshit. It's just, it's a load of fucking horseshit. That's all this is. It is yeah, yeah. In any yeah. case... In any case, like I'll be interested to see who uh, they get to be Superman. Yeah. And and please no controversial castings. Please don't do that. Because this is already like this is already like bullshit enough. Like we don't need any like really controversial castings. Like just make a get a normal actor in there that looks like Superman, you know. I don't know. I wonder if Michael B. Jordan's Superman movie is still going forward. I think he was who the, the fuck no. I think he was doing the Val Zod Superman too. Yeah, I mean James Gunn. I don't, I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think it is because they canceled a ton of shit. Like then there was supposed to be a Supergirl movie with um, what was it? Uh, I forgot her name. That's supposed to be in the Flash. Oh, like the chick, Laura Cal or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. She was supposed to get her own movie or TV show, and and that's been that's been axed. A lot of things just got axed. I don't know. They just, I don't know what they're doing in there. But I've never seen like a company act like this. This is just fucking insane. Like they they clearly can't handle this. Like they just can't. Like they should. I wish somebody would just come in and like a studio that like just knew what they were doing and would just come in and and buy them out. You know what I mean? And Sasha just take Kelly. Over. Sasha Kelly. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, she's going to be in The Flash. At least I hope she is. I, I, I was very interested in that character just because the, she's like a, she was like a dream of Superman's in a comic, so it's a very obscure reference that, that I think is pretty cool. Um, so Superman Legacy, we'll see. We'll see, right? Do you have anybody off the top of your head you'd cast as Superman right now? Because I sure as hell don't. Not really. There's... There's no actors that really stick out to me um, nowadays. I mean, uh, I, I was looking up short lists of like people like fan casting for the new Superman, and um, there's some ones that look like him, but I, I I couldn't say that there's somebody that I you know I would really like to see as Superman. So yeah, I'm gonna I keep my know. eye out. I mean take a look at it. I mean there isn't anybody established right now that I think comes to my head is like this person's got a polite Superman Clark Kent but 
I didn't know who. We'll, we'll probably get that. Yeah. We'll probably get that soon because if it's July twenty twenty five, yeah, I mean, man. that's that's not so far away. But no, we should get that news soon. You're at. You're absolutely right. Unless they push it back, which you know, you uh, know, I hope companies push movies back. You can't do that shit. You cannot push it back now. You can't come out and announce the plan like this and push that shit back. Like, you, you, you just can't. You just can't. So, now this next announcement, I'm really ready for this. I've been really wanting a series or a movie based on the Green Lanterns because it's it's a, it's a subsection of DC that I enjoy a lot, and I think they're they've they've got a good they stand on their own. And I've been clamoring to use Hal Jordan and John Stewart in this shit, and they they're giving it to us with a live action TV series. Lanterns was supposed to be something they were Warner Brothers was waiting to do for a long time. I have no fucking look. Zack Snyder wanted to use Hal Jordan at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League to, to to warn Bruce about more shit coming instead of Martian Manhunter. That was supposed to be John Stewart. I want everybody to realize that. But Warner Brothers took it away from Zack. He was trying to get Green Lantern in the universe before they were. But they, for whatever reason, didn't want to give him that satisfaction. So we finally have our Lanterns TV live action series coming. Kyle, I know you've given your thoughts on Lanterns before. You're, you're not too familiar, or I don't know how you feel, but I'm really get I'm I'm really interested in this. Yeah, I've never been super into Green Lantern. I hope this changes my opinion about them. Um, this actually doesn't sound like a bad idea because it seems like they're. They're doing like a true detective style show with this, and you know, obviously, if you've seen True Detective, True Detective, this is more of like a serious driven, plot driven uh, kind of a series. So maybe because you know, when you look at it, this will probably heavily contrast the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern se- uh, movie that came out oh, so yeah. many years ago. Oh yeah. So. I think this this is a good a step in the right direction. I think this could maybe be a good way to introduce them and make them, um, you know, into like, you know, a character that everybody knows. So, speaking about characters that nobody knows, this is where we got information on the Authority. DC's Wildstorm characters will join the DC universe as members of the Authority, take matters into their own hands, and do what they believe is right. And this is a film. This is a feature film. I I, I absolutely have no I have no idea about these guys. I truly don't. This kind this kind of seems like an Eternals kind of a, a situation here, Uh-oh. whereas like, they're going to throw a bunch of characters that nobody knows about into a movie and hope it works. And it didn't work for the Eternals, and I'm not sure if it'll work here. So. This is like one of those, like, why? Why are you doing this? You know? Focus on characters that people want to see. I mean, please, if you're out there on the interwebs and know something about the authority to get us excited, at 4th Motherbox on Instagram, hit us up. But I'm going to have to do some digging into this team that I really don't know anything about, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. So my hype level at this right now is just at a, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> right? I don't know. I yet. I have no desire at at this point. I mean, maybe a trailer or more information might change that. Change that, but you know how it's gonna. It's like that's such an upward hill battle because you're you're really trying to get people into a movie where there's char- a ton of characters that we know nothing about. 
So James Gunn, I don't know. James Gunn did a really good job in that video when he kept saying and kept reminding people that this it's all connected. Because he said the authority was going to have meaningful interactions with like the core group of the DCU. So that's what's going to get people to this film. Superman's going to be in it. Batman's probably going to be in it. And we'll get to that in a second. But So after the authority, which we'll wait and see for, now we get a really interesting live-action series on TV called Paradise Lost. I think this is an excellent idea to do on Themyscira and a great use of the Amazons. And this is going to give a lot more information on Wonder Woman's lore. So this is a per- this is a good series. I'm excited for this. I am too. I think that's a good that that's definitely a good decision. It's different. Um, I think like you know at least in Zack Snyder's Justice League and and obviously the Wonder Woman movies respectfully, you got a kind of a glimpse into this in this world of Themyscira, and it seems like it's its own world with with its own set of rules, its own history. Um, it's got a lot there, a lot of rich storytelling. So I'd be really interested to see something like this. I really hope, you know, um, again, like we want Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman still. So I'm sure if she's still in the picture, which I still believe that she is, that she will have a hand in this in this uh, TV series. And, um, you know, I think it, this is one of the, the ones that I was I felt positive about. They'd be idiots to let her go. They truly would be. I, I, it's especially at this point in her career, right? She's about to be the evil queen and the live action Snow White. And yeah, it, it, it's they're not they're not cutting her loose. Um, so after this, Kyle, here we go. Batman's introduction: the new Batman. No more Ben Affleck. We only have Robert Pattinson in an Elseworlds movie. That's okay. We've had multiple Batsmen before. Now we have our new Batman. In Brave and the Bold, a film featuring Batman and Robin, and I am strapped up. As soon as I heard that, I was like, "Damian Wayne, Robin, like I'm, I'm here for this because I love Damian Wayne. He's he's an assassin. He was taught by Rachel Ghoul and his mother Talia Al Ghul. Al Ghul. Bruce Wayne doesn't didn't know he had a kid. He did not fucking know. Talia Al Ghul kept that shit from him. And then like Damian Wayne just ends up on his doorstep one day. Like eight, I think he's ten years old. And he's a fully trained assassin already. And Batman has to talk him out from killing everybody. Like, he has to bring him down to, like, Batman status. This is going to be really cool. Yeah, it will it is an interesting uh, plot, you know, that they're going with. And I think this is, this is a step in the right direction. I'm glad that they're not canceling Robert Pattinson's Batman. Because, like I was saying before, I like when they finish the story... And I think this could go in an interesting direction. I know that the the goal here is to bring the whole, shine a light on the whole Bat family, which you know I think it it's something again we haven't seen before, and it could be obviously interesting and different. But I I've always not I've always just preferred more just focus on just Batman. But we already have that. We have a Batman movie, you know, we're just focused on him. So this is. This is not a bad idea, and I think there's a lot of different areas you can go with this. It's, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. The inception of the Bat Family, so we'll maybe see some uh, Nightwing, Red Hood. Um, oh, they're, yeah, they were confirmed to be oh, uh, in the future. 
Badass. Yeah, we're getting the whole Bat, bat family. So we'll probably get uh, Batgirl as well. Red Robin, Tim you know? Drake. Yeah, after after he kind of departs from Bruce, he calls himself Red Robin. I hope maybe like you know they they put Leslie Grace in Batgirl because I would feel incredibly fucked over if I was her. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. So maybe this is maybe this would give her her another shot. And you know I've seen some of the costumes obviously that she was in. That I mean she looked good in it. So the one at the end, yeah, like like the one that she transforms into looked perfect. Yeah, yeah. So and and even still, like too, like you know, Batgirl has is probably one of my favorite of the Bat family, just because her story is a lot richer. You know, she has lots of stories. You know, obviously the the most famous being the Killing Joke, and um, you know, I think you, you maybe can't say that about some of the other of Bat family, but I you Can know I, I think that's that's. Yeah, of explore, uh, exploration, for Spe- sure. Speaking of The Killing Joke, can I just tell tell the listeners, if you're not familiar with The Killing Joke, it is uncomfortable of a watch and a read. If, if you like Batman, you know about The Killing Joke. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're even a casual fan, you should probably know about it already. Um, you know, especially if you've watched, or, well, you've played Batman the animated um I'm, I'm sorry the arkham series you pr- you would uh you would know about this so if by some reason this has gotten past you please stop what you're doing right now and go read it just fair warning it's gonna make you feel shitty and like spoiler alert the joker takes naked pictures of barbara gordon so uh, i don't know what to tell you they could yeah you could you could also just watch the movie with with Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, which oh. was uh, so excellently performed. Rest in peace, uh, Kevin Conroy, obviously. So that, that that reel from our cameo every day gets a, a new views. Like people are loving this guy. Many, they miss him. How many views do we have on that? Hold, please. I see the post by Ozzy Osbourne. Did you see that? He had to cancel all his tours. Yeah, I, you know what? I feel bad for him. I also have a lot of respect for the guy. I mean, he's he's past his seventies, and the guy loves what he does. He mm-hmm. really does, and I and he's really fought hard to to stay in it. And I think that he's just not. Um, he's just it's a losing battle, yeah. and I I kind of feel bad for him. So here we go, Kyle. Uh, on cameo, we total plays are thirty-eight thousand eight hundred nineteen. Um, Damn. Oh, over almost 7,200 likes, 42 comments. For whatever reason, they're not telling me how many shares this has, but 405 people have favorited this cameo from the legendary Kevin Conroy. Wow. Yeah. Damn, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. It's incredible. I mean, it's all for Kevin, right? I, I just, I'm, I'm glad we were able to share part of the message he delivered to Kyle and the wisdom that he bestowed upon us. I mean, this, this, this guy truly, I, I don't know. He's, he's just, he's great all around. He's, he's, he's the dude. It, the dude had a big heart he, and he, did. he was a good guy. And like, you know, there are millions of fans that just poured out their love for this man. Cause he was always at comic cons. He did cameos. Like he was like the voice of our childhood, just, just like Jim Cummings and Disney. Like I've said, I mean, what a great dude! I mean, this this cameo is will always be uh, very special to me, 
And I, I definitely go back and watch it every once in a while. I, I found it very inspirational and just, um, I couldn't have asked for anything better, honestly. Yeah, that's right. Kiss my ass, bitch. All right, moving on. Fuck off. <laughs> moving on, because we could talk about Batman all motherfucking day. Next is Booster Gold. So Booster Gold's like a bit of a loser in his time. He figured out, he uses technology of his time, figures, figures out how to go back into the past and like tries to be a superhero for people. Um, you know, the, James Gunn actually put out a poll not terribly too long ago to ask like, what do you want to see like moving forward? And Booster Gold won the poll from like the people who were voting on this. And I've always seen people talk about him. Um, he's kind of like a cult classic of newer characters. So I don't know too much outside of already what I shared, but I really want to dive into it now since we're going to get a live-action TV series of Booster Gold. So thoughts, Kyle? I mean, I don't know why Booster Gold is popular because he was in Justice like the Justice League animated series briefly, but... Other than that, like he has no presence in the DC world at the moment. Like, so I don't, I don't get why they picked him or why people voted for him. However, I could see this being kind of like a fun, like kind of a TV TV series. Like he'll probably like somebody that'll probably play like how John Cena does with Peacemaker. You know, kind of somebody who's kind of like an idiot. Um, that could be interesting. So, I'm just saying it wouldn't be what I would go with. I mean, I'm I my my thought would be is like I would go on with start with all the important people and then branch out. Yeah, and and I feel like they're doing that too with the three majors. Like, I don't know if I agree with Paradise Lost, like being the only thing that includes Wonder Woman. It makes I don't know. Like, I'd rather that be like a big film, but they're doing Batman and Superman. Right, okay, and then they're sprinkling in everything else, like like this this next bit of information, our second to last bit of information that James Gunn gave us is they're going to take Tom King's um, infamous run of Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and turn that into a film. So it's quite the start opposite of Superman, right? James Gunn mentioned Superman, you know, came to Earth and was raised by a loving family. Jonathan and Martha Kent, or Supergirl, was like the complete opposite, right? She grew up on this Krypton rock that she watched her world die and then eventually made it out to Earth somehow. Um, so this this will be interesting. Um, and I, I don't I, I don't know if we're gonna get or who we're gonna get to play Supergirl here, um, but this this is probably gonna be further down the line. So uh, I might have to go back and read Tom King's version of this to get ready for it. So. I'm glad that Supergirl is getting a full-length film. I think that's an underutilized character on live action. I just guess I don't know what to expect, but I know it'll be all, all be connected. I think this could have an interesting story arc. I mean, I think this was a good announcement for sure. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like play up maybe the trauma of coming from a planet that was destroyed and have that play out into whatever storyline that comes with it. Um, could could also intertwine with the you know like the Superman storyline as well, so that could be interesting. Here's, so here's what DC uh, shared about this that that that, that gets me in, interested in this because I love when they do these takes on characters. That's why Ben Affleck's Batman is my favorite Batman. 
that we've seen in live action. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. This science fiction adventure will be based on Tom King and Billiquis Evely's amazing award-winning recent comic stories and present a Supergirl that viewers are not used to seeing. That's the part I love. It's like, so are we going to get a little bit more of a jaded Supergirl? Like, is she going to be, like, has to be brought down, you know, does she have to be leveled with by Superman? Is she going to battle Superman in this movie? Like, I have to go read Woman of Tomorrow. I, I want to read that before this movie comes out. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what that is, too. Uh, and finally, we move into uh, what the last thing that James got announced was a dark horror story about the origins of, origins of Swamp Thing. And I saw another rumor, too, this week, which uh, Kyle and I talked about briefly, that they apparently DC was in talks with James Mangold to direct this movie. You know, at first, I'm like, all right, Swamp Thing, horror, okay. But then when I hear James Mangold, I'm like, okay, now you have my attention. You know, what are we going to do with Swamp Thing? <laughs> You know, as much as I like don't care for Swamp Thing, those are not those are not bad things, right? Firstly, making it a very dark horror story and then getting James Mangold. So those are two good things. I'm not saying that this will result in a good movie, but I, you know, Swamp Thing wouldn't be what I would focus on. Yeah. That that wouldn't be like my first pick. I mean, think about like all the Batman characters, like the villains you could fo- you could write a story about. Like, there's just so many, right? I I, I think just you think you could do like a Victor I mean, Freeze TV series, or like a Catwoman, a Poison Ivy. I mean, like you could really do something like that. I know Poison Ivy needs to be redeemed. That Uma, Uma Thurman bullshit was terrible. God, even Bane. Bane out of that movie. Jesus Christ. For Christ's sake. Bane, I, I feel like Bane will have a presence in this new DC universe. Because Bane is, you know, he does need to be redeemed. 100%. Do you do you think Batista is going to play him? No. Uh, I think he came out and said that he, he initially tried a long time ago. And now I think he's just too old. Oh, he's too old to do it. He's 54, so, but Bane is, I don't know, Bane's kind of older. Well, I think they're probably going to go with somebody younger who can stay in the character for like a you know, 10 years span kind of a thing. So, I mean, Batista could do it, and I wouldn't be uh, against him uh, doing it. I think he'd be a great pick. Yeah. But I just, my gut would be is that he's, they're going to go with somebody younger. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, unless Batista's completely bullshitting us and pulling our leg because I had seen a bunch of reports like James Gunn was open to the Marvel characters coming, or you know, the people, the Marvel actors coming to play DC characters, and I didn't like the feeling of that when I when I read that for some reason. I like I'm like if yeah. we're doing this new DCU, give me new people. I don't want to see Chris Pratt as like fucking. Uh, Booster Gold, but yeah, Booster. No, they're gonna pick someone younger for Booster Gold. But who the hell could Chris, Chris Pratt be in DC? So it's like all I see is Star Lord and Andy Dwyer, and um, dude from Jurassic um, World. Uh, who the hell could fucking Hal Jordan? Yeah, yeah, he could Hell's totally Jordan. be a Hal Jordan. He absolutely could be. I totally see that. But I do not want Chris Pratt 
past Al Jordan, even though I could see it. Like, no, not in comic books. I, I, I don't know. I, you know what I, you know what I hate is when they just they pick just a popular actor for a role that they're not fit for. Like, I hate that. Like, don't do that. I almost would rather have them do a no name. I've always kind of been more of a pick a no name person, so we don't have. We kind of don't know what to expect and yep. have them shape the character. Yep. So, Someone out there, someone out there maybe listening to this podcast. They're not becoming an actor, actress, and they might be cast as Wonder Woman. They might be cast as Batman. They might be cast as Superman, the Joker, the Riddler. You know, <clears throat> we, we, we need... Condiment a, King. Condiment King, yeah. I feel like Condiment King's going to see the light of day in, like, Peacemaker or something. I think there was, like, a mention of him in, like, the newspaper or something. I don't, I don't remember. I might go back and watch that. So, um, those were the announcements, Kyle. That was it. We finally got it. There was a lot there. Um, I encourage you, if you haven't, like, if you've read these announcements, just check the video out. Yeah. You know, I don't know if James Gunn has the... What what I like to call the Barack Obama, you know, effect where, you know, look, Barack Obama's a politician. I'm not getting into it here, but he's, he's a politician. He's going to lie to you, right? All politicians do, regardless of what side they're on. But Barack Obama can deliver a message and he can get something across. I don't know if that's what James Gunn is doing here, and I'm buying into that, but I choose to be optimistic. <laughs> Excuse me. Hail to, hail to the masses. <laughs> exactly. I choose to be optimistic. And I liked his delivery in the video. I encourage you to watch it. So we'll just take it show by show, release by release. I look forward to seeing Shazam 2 next month. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But again, I don't know if we'll have to wait long to get more information. I feel like more and more information is coming out every day about uh, about this. So... It is. I guess we'll see. So we shall see. So that pretty much wraps up the giant DC news. There may be things here and there that we have missed, but that's okay. We'll catch all all on that next weekend. Next weekend is the Super Bowl weekend, and we're getting a Flash trailer. So that'll be fun to see next weekend, Um, our last weekend of football. So you guys have been great. We've been 4th Motherbox. Follow us at 4th Motherbox on Instagram. For fun things, a couple of reels we post here and there, and updates on our episodes. Thank you for checking us out. And if you're a new listener, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Cosentino, our other host, normally fumbles through the last thoughts of the day. So, Kyle, give us your last thoughts. If you are a Star Wars fan and you are a subscriber to Spotify and you happen to see a podcast called The Jedi Talk Podcast, do not listen to it. Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs>